Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God and a Ray of Light from the Word. This is our second Ray of Light from the Word this year. The first uh, dealing mainly with uh, unbelievers, those who have not yet received Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Uh, speaking on that resolution, that firm decision to do or not to do something that they would determine in their hearts to receive Christ by faith, repenting of their sins, and receive salvation through him, redemption and the forgiveness of their sins before it's eternally too late. Today's ray of light, which opens up in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, will have to deal mainly, and we will see this as the Holy Spirit reveals it to our hearts through the Word of God, has the mainly focus and is mainly focused on true born-again believers, how we live out our faith and how we treat others, and it mainly has to do with that, as we will see. And I would like to, as we open up here in the Gospel of Matthew 22, uh, speak to you on this topic, love the mark of a true born-again believer. Love the mark of a true born-again believer. Now, as we open up, and, and we don't have time to read the whole chapter of Matthew 22 today, but as we, if you read it, you will see three sects or, or parties of men come to Christ at, with very different questions. The first group is the Herodians. They come first with their question about paying tribute to Caesar. Then you have the Sadducees coming to him, and they come to Christ with their question regarding the resurrection. Now, the focus of the message will be uh, mainly on Christ's answer to the third group's question, and that's the Pharisees. They come with their question uh, uh, to Christ concerning the great commandment of the law. And as we would read here, we will see Christ's uh, answer, and the, the answer that Christ provides here is the significance of today's ray of light, which has to do with love, the love of Christ in our hearts toward one another and toward all others in the world. And the Word of God tells us here, beginning in verse 34, But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. They were always grouping up, trying to figure out some way to trap him. And verse 35, Then one of them, and they put forth this lawyer to ask this question, this scribe who was well-versed in the Mosaic law, it says, then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, or in other words, testing him, and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great that's the most important commandment. This is the first and most important commandment. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Then he goes on. He says, this is very significant for us today. 
This is the first and great, most important commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. Did you notice verse 39 and 40 there? Very significant for the way we live our life and how we treat others today. And the second is like unto it, like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. Folks, this is very significant for us today. What Christ is telling each of us today, and as we look into the mirror of these scriptures, this answer of Christ, we all should see that we fall greatly short of the glory of God when it comes to our treatment of others. What Christ is telling each of us who claim him as their personal Lord and Savior, there must be love. For love is the mark of a true born again believer. There are three Greek words found in God's word which are translated love. The first is eros. That is, that speaks of physical or passionate love or romance, which is between uh, intimate partners, a man and a woman. This is not, this type of love is not found in the New Testament, but mainly in the Song of Solomon. Then you have the word phileo. That means to love or to have affection in regard and regard in a very high order. In other words, brotherly love. It is the highest form of human love. We find this word uh, in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 17, when Jesus asked Peter after he was crucified and resurrected if he loved him. Then Peter answered him and said, Thou knowest that I love thee, phileo thee, I love thee. That's the, the phileo love, that brotherly love, the highest form of human love. Then what we have represented here today is the word agapo. Agapo, that speaks of divine love, the highest form of love. Do you know that agapo, that type of love, is the very definition of God? As John would tell us in his epistle, first epistle, God is love. That's in 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. He said, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And verse 16, he goes on to say, and we have known and believed the love of God that, that God hath toward us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And I want to point out this verse right here, scripture, while we're here in First John chapter 4, verse 21. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loves God love his brother also. Folks, Christ is telling us there must be love. There must be that highest form of love that can only come from Christ dwelling in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is the only way that we can have this form of love, his love for us. 
uh, you know, Jesus gives us this commandment again in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love agape, you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this, listen closely, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have loved one to another. Do you notice something there? He doesn't say your fundamental faith. By your fundamental faith, all men shall know that you are my disciples. What does he say? Love. What did, let's, let's look at that again. He says that, that, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That is a high order to live up to. It is something that we cannot do apart from knowing the word of God. It is something that we cannot do apart from prayer. This is not a form of love that we can have if we do not seek out to know more of the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because to show this kind of love, we must first know how he loves us. And to know how he loves us is to preferably remain and stay in the word of God. So he said that ye may love one another as I have loved you, that ye also, he repeats it, that ye also love one another. By this, by this kind of love, shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. Love, agape, divine love in our hearts for one another. Just as Christ has loved us, just as God the Father loved us in Christ by sending him, I want you to notice here again, it's very important Christ did not say it is our fundamental faith by which all men know we're his disciples. Folks, I believe in the inerrancy of the word of God. I believe it's given to men by revelation of God, and man wrote it completely inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is the God-breathed word. I believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. He is God in the flesh. I believe he died on the cross for the expiation of sin, that he died a substitution, a vicarious sacrifice for the sins of the world, and that salvation can only come by faith in him through repentance. I believe that he rose bodily and ascended back to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God on high. I believe he's coming back one day, and I believe it's soon to personally take his church home to be with him, all born-again believers, all true born-again believers. I believe he's coming back to take us out of this one world one day soon. I believe he will return seven years later to set up his millennial reign, his thousand-year kingdom here on the earth. But I want to say this, and I want to say it very, very carefully. Believing these things will not convince the world outside if they are not accompanied by the divine love of Christ in my heart or in our hearts 
for our brothers and sisters in Christ and all those others in the world. Did you hear me there? My faith, my fundamental faith in all these things will not convince the world outside if I don't show it and express it in love for my brothers and sisters in Christ and for all the others in the world. It is nothing. You know, I have really noticed one serious problem in my over eight, 19 years in the evangelistic ministry, three of which have been involved in the social media evangelistic ministry. We spend far too much time infighting and outfighting and chewing on each other about what we believe than we do. We spend far more time doing that than we do showing divine love toward one another and sharing the gospel in love, uh, in love, the love of Christ in our hearts to a lost and dying world. Folks, that's sad. That is a sad condition. I want to read something to you, and it's written of by Tertullian. He writes that the Roman government was disturbed. Now, speaking about the early church, they were disturbed about the early church of Christians that they were increasing in number by leaps and bounds. Because of this, they wouldn't even take a pinch of incense and put it before the image of the emperor. The Rome, because of this, the Romans felt that they might be disloyal, so they sent spies. So the spies went into the Christian gatherings and came back with a report something like this. These Christians are very strange people. They meet together in empty rooms to worship. They do not have an image set before them, yet they speak to one by the name of Jesus who is absent, by whom they seem to be expecting back at any time. And my, how they love him and how they love one another. Now, if spies came from an atheistic government to see whether Christianity is genuine and they came to our church or they get online and see how we treat each other, what would be their verdict? What would be their report back about our love for our Lord and, and importantly, our love for one another and those in the world? What would be their report? Do we show divine love? Yes, we have fundamental faith. We have our beliefs set forth in our hearts. And that is good because we can share that faith of in our faith in Christ to those in the world. We need to do that. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But we must do it with divine love of Christ in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we don't, it, it means nothing. But because we spend more time chewing each other up about what we believe, we will not win the world uh, being Christian cannibals. Do you understand what I mean by Christian cannibals? Chewing on each other about the differences in our beliefs. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, the Apostle Paul writes, and the Word of God tells us, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. 
only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. He's speaking about that argument, that infighting and outfighting. Uh, don't use it. That's fleshly. He says, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, Jesus said, upon these two hang all the law and prophets. So how significant is that divine love being present in our hearts? How important is that? He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. And then he says, goes on right here in verse 15. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. How detrimental do you think it is when the world looks upon our infighting and outfighting and our lack of divine love toward one another? And by the way, when we do that, it, it affects our showing divine love to those who are in the world. And when we, they see that infighting and outfighting, how sincere do you think they think we are when we do share the gospel in love? If we can't show love one toward another in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, there must be love. That's what Christ is telling us today. Do we pass the test? Do we pass the test? I can tell you right now, I don't. I haven't. Lord, forgive me. I have made it my determination, my resolution, my firm decision to do something this year, and that is to get closer to the Lord and to that he would affect my heart in such a way that I would show his love to all people my brothers and sisters in Christ, and all those in the world. John gives us the mark of a true born-again believer in his the fourth chapter of his first epistle, and I want to read that to you. And let's, let's see if we pass the test today. The gospel of I'm sorry, the epistle of John, the first epistle, chapter 4, I'll start reading in verse 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if, if God so loved us, listen closely, we ought to also love one another. Agape, that's the same form of love. You remember John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That's the same word. Agape, agapo. It's the, from the same root. It means the same thing, the highest form of love. God is love. Remember, it's the definition of God. So that's the type of love we're to have one for another. Let's repeat verse 11 here. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. It's completed in us if we love one another. 
You remember what Jesus said, by this all men shall know that you are my disciples. They see Jesus Christ in us by the love that we show and demonstrate, that divine love that we show and demonstrate one for another and for them. That's how they see the Lord. That's how they see that our fundamental faith is real. It is it's substantiated. It is a real thing. It's something they can grasp a hold of when they see the divine love coming forth from our heart. Remember, Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Ye are the salt of the earth. If we are not putting forth divine love, we are, our salt has lost its savor and our light is dim. And it's not our light, it's his light that shines through us by the love that we show. Verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. Very important. Very significant right here. By his spirit. The Holy Spirit, this is not something that we can manufacture of our own. No. Remember what I said about staying in the Word of God prayerfully and allowing the Holy Spirit to create this in our hearts, the person and presence of Christ in our hearts, allowing that to flow forth. Uh, remember, we are to forgive if we're expected to be forgiven. We're to show mercy if we are to be shown mercy. And part of that is, and the greatest part of that is, showing divine love. And in verse 14, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to, to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. Did you hear that? As he is, so are we in this world. The love that he expressed to us in sending Christ for his son, his only son, that love, the love of Christ that held him to the cross, that love for us, that love for us is how we show forth him in the world. As he is, so are we in the world if we show forth this divine love in our hearts. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made complete or perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, very important here, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? <laughs> very important truth here. Listen to verse 21 as I close. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Folks, there must be love. Love, divine love, 
the love of God, the love of Christ in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, that divine love that we show forth to each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and those in the world. Remember, he said, you shall love thy neighbor as yourself. That form of love in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit shown forth is the mark of a true born-again believer. It is the truth of God's word, and we can't deny it. Thank you so much for joining me today for this ray of light from the word. And I look so forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.